The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, I'm Elaine Meyer, editor of Daily Word magazine. Always remember that Christmas is more than a date on a calendar. It's a feeling we carry in our hearts all year long. On behalf of the editorial team, blessings to you and yours this holiday season. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're Recording this live, and it's during the holiday season. And I was just talking with my guest today, Dr. Mark Pitstick, that a lot of you who are listening have loved ones who have crossed, and it's part of the reason that you're drawn to these messages of hope. And it's our hope today to show you that your loved ones are very much around you this season. One of the things we hear all the time when you work in the field that deals with grief a lot is how challenging the holidays can be. And I want to tell you that we don't have to buy into that. It can be a time of celebrating the love that's in our life that our loved ones brought us. My team of guides who give me the Daily Way messages recently gave us a message called the new normal. And that's a phrase we hear when someone we love has crossed the veil. We say, well, you have to get used to the new normal. And what Sanaya said was what we really are best served by doing is in every moment, making every moment the new normal. Because it's when we experience change, humans don't like that very much. We like our routines. We like predictability. But life just isn't like that. When we realize that life bubbles up every minute, anew, fresh, new opportunities every moment, then we look with anticipation on what we can create right here, right now. And it comes with changing our thoughts and being aware of how sticking to old thoughts can keep us in a rut. So what's your new normal this holiday season? It doesn't have to be sad when you know your loved ones are still right here. I'll share just one more phrase from Sanaya before we bring in Mark Pitstick. And Sanaya says, what do you do when the world gets you down? You realize this is not the only world and that awareness makes all the difference in the world. So that's our topic today because our guest, Dr. Mark Pitstick, has a book called Greater Reality Living, and we're going to talk about what that greater reality is and how he knows that it exists. But uh, let me tell you a little bit about him first. You know, Mark didn't totally forget the big picture of life after coming to Earth. He's helped many people over the last 45 years as a respiratory therapist, a suicide prevention counselor, a clinical psychologist, a holistic chiropractic physician, 
author, lecturer, and his own radio show host. How's that for a CV curriculum vitae? He directs the Soul Phone Foundation, which we may get to talk about. He founded Greater Reality Living Groups, and he's on the board of Helping Parents Heal. And many of you who listen to my show regularly know that's my favorite organization, especially being a shining light parent myself. Mark's core message is that this earthly experience is a totally safe, meaningful, and magnificent adventure amidst forever. So we're going to bring Dr. Mark Pitstick in now. He's also a good friend of mine and colleague as well. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Susanna. Pleasure to be here. Yes, indeed. And Mark, you and I enjoyed a weekend leading a workshop together a couple of years ago in Florida called Back to Your Center. And... Uh, you helped so many people find that place of peace within us, the center. Uh, what would say? What would you say is your mission in life? Hmm, well, what you just mentioned earlier, uh, to help people awaken to the greater reality and realize life is totally safe. I mean, we couldn't be hurt if we tried. We couldn't get killed if we tried. Our loved ones. We've known forever, and we're going to know the rest of forever, so we can't really lose them. And to help people awaken to who we are, why we're here, and who walks beside us always. So right off the bat, you your words are taking listeners. I'm sure it jarred some of them when they heard that. Because some people, if they don't really realize who we are, hear that and say, what do you mean we can't be hurt? I've been hurt plenty of times. Or what do you mean we can't be killed? So you want to dive into that for those who's, who have that kind of an understanding of life? Sure. Uh, it's very important what you, what you you identify with. In other words, some people say, well, what do you mean? I've been hurt. Well, yes, your physical body but it turns out the physical body is 0.00001% of who and what you really are. So, yeah, we have our scrapes, you know, whether and, and sometimes big, whether it's cancer or being molested or raped or whatever, but those are really a blink of an eye and relatively inconsequential in the span of eternity. And so that's why it's so important to identify with our timeless self, the 99.9999% of who we are, that cannot die. And that's energy, consciousness, spirit, awareness, use those terms synonymously. So somebody who might have been raped or molested could, if they're coming from the point of view of the human, actually be offended to hear somebody say that's inconsequential. How do you deal with that? Yeah, they could. And you know, in Helping Parents Heal, there's a saying, when your child passes, it can make you better or bitter. And it's the same way with any event in life. So someone who has been, let's say, raped could hear that and say, how can you say that? You don't understand. Well, I've worked with a lot of rape victims over the years. I've been working with tens of thousands of people for over 45 years, and I've seen firsthand People who have been, I'll give you a true example, uh, Geraldine Murray, who was a unity minister. She passed about 10 years ago, African-American woman, dear, dear heart, one of the wisest teachers I ever saw. And when she was about 75 years old, uh, she was talking to a large group of people, and she shared astounding detail about her life. She said when she was 14 years old, she was raped by an uncle, by her uncle. 
and she told her parents, and they didn't believe her. As, you know, it was often the case back then, and unfortunately still some now. And so that continued, and eventually she got pregnant. So now here she is, 15 years old. Her parents kicked her out of the house when she got pregnant. So she's homeless, African-American, you know, um, hadn't had her education yet. And she says, looking back at all that 60 years later, if I could change it, I wouldn't. Because of mm-hmm. the strength the Spirit's given me, because of all the people I've been able to help directly because of what happened. So that's part of what we understand when we awaken even a little bit more, when we open our spiritual eyes a little more, open our physical eyes a little more, is realize that that God is not asleep at the wheel, even though it seems like that sometimes. And then we can enjoy life as an exciting adventure instead of feeling like a, a helpless victim. And it all boils down to, like that statement I read at the beginning, realizing this is not the only world. So we will be talking about what you call greater reality living as we get more into this. But I'd like to talk a little bit about your background. You say that you didn't totally forget the big picture of life. What do you mean by that? Well, there's um, <clears throat> excuse me, some multiple evidence for that. When I was six years old, my parents were showing me a beautiful sunset. And I told them it reminded me of God. And they only told me that 20 years later when I was in theology school. And I was brought up a Lutheran, so it was always God the Father this, God the Father that. And really, there's no reason I would have associated a beautiful sunset with a big guy up in the sky, unless indeed I remembered part of, uh, partially remembered where I came from. But then over the years, I've had four different people independently say to me, uh, one was a psychic, one was a medium, or not medium, One, two were psychics, two were energy readers, elderly people, and uh, very wise people, and all of them basically said the same thing. They said, I'm not the usual soul that comes to a place like Earth. I'm a teaching soul. I came here with great goals. One said, I'm part of the Galactic Federation. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> another on the Senior Soul Council. I said, well, if that's so, why am I working 60 hours a week? But I mean, at all this. And the reason I do, of course, is because it's pure joy. It's an honor, a sacred privilege to serve others and, and see people wake up a little bit. You know, it's kind of like the movie Ghost, which a lot of people have seen. If you haven't watched it again, uh, uh, the moment where Demi Moore awakens, she sees the penny floating in there, and she realizes her, quote, departed boyfriend, Patrick Swayze, is really there watching over and helping her. Well, it's the same way when people awaken, just a little. And, and that's what I think Jesus and other great teachers throughout time have tried to tell us. We're, we're one with the Father, we're one with the One, we don't really die, serve others, love others, you know, enjoy it. It's just such a beautiful place we're in when we can see through glasses or lenses and clouded by fear. Exactly. Now, do you have any other personal experience of the greater reality, like a, a spiritually transformative experience or something else besides the sunset experience? Well, <clears throat> um, 
I was different as a child, as you might imagine, and I actually had to work to learn how to become a good earthling uh, because <laughs> earthly ways seem so foreign to me. I remember watching a football game, and I was always in athletics, but I thought, gosh, you know, so much focus is being put on the Super Bowl and big games. If we just took a tenth of that time, energy, and money, think how many poor people we could help. So those are the kind of thoughts I had when I was 10 years old. Uh, oh, wow. But when I uh, got to college, I immediately, as soon as I learned about things like meditation and yoga and uh, other ways of thinking, Eastern religion and so on, uh, I just took to them like a, a bird to water. And so I've been meditating for uh, 45 years in the same way of doing some yoga. Um, I've had some transcendental experiences. Um, I mean, if you want to hear the if, where I say I had a multisensory perception of God, during a long, deep meditation and yoga session, I uh, felt my consciousness leave my body during deep meditations and felt like I, the, my real self was a few miles up in the sky. So, mm -hmm. yes, multiple experiences like that that just add to my surety of who we are and why we're here. Okay, and, and I can see that you've spent your whole life in the helping professions, you helped Ty when he had a, a back spasm just by giving wonderful advice. I turn to you because I know you're a chiropractor and really know your your work well. I'm curious how, when you're working with a patient, do you feel intuitive nudges beyond what you might have learned in school? How much of, of your work, your professional work in that category is integrated with the greater reality. Sure. Well, yeah, I don't uh, see any lines between, as I mentioned, I went to theology school majoring in pastoral counseling, so I had that, a master's in clinical psychology, and uh, was a counselor for a number of years at mental health centers, and then holistic health care. So in any given day, any given patient, I may use some or all of those skills, but probably the 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 best compliment I had, which kind of shows what people get, is uh, one first thing in the morning I had a patient came, and she was about 75 years old, had been a patient for years, and she was all red-eyed. And, and I said, you know, what's wrong, dear? And she said, oh, my husband died. And um, so I'm so sorry to hear that. When? And she said, four hours ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and <I> said, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and I said, well, you know, we really appreciate our patients keeping our appointments, but we yeah. all would understand, my God, four hours ago. And she said, I know that's what my family told me. I'm going to get teared up with this, even though it happened 20 years ago. She said, I told them at a time like this, there's no one else I'd rather be around than Dr. Pittstick. And other people have <clears throat> verbalized in different ways uh, that, it's my energy, it's my deep, deep knowing that they can feel, and it gives them like a contact high, and they can that gives them more certainty to trust their inner voice. That I think so many children have, um, but then they discount it, and perhaps, and buy into uh, what tra more traditional approaches teach. By the way, I'm a huge fan of Unity. I've given many, many... Uh, workshops over the years at Unity Churches, and I attend every chance I get, even though there's not one in my town, uh, I, I think really the purest message that I'm aware of. I agree with you. 
Now, Mark, your website, you have several, greaterrealityliving.com, but the one that I'm most familiar with is soulproof.com. Why did you choose that name? It's also the name of one of your books. Yes. Uh, soulproof is a, has a double meaning. First of all, proof that we are souls and um, nine categories of evidence that collectively clearly shows that. But secondly, that we each are soul-proof, much like a watch is waterproof or shockproof. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was alluding to earlier that when we really know who we are, then we know that it, this is a totally safe journey. And we relax and we enjoy the ride. And that's what great masters have shared with us over the years. You know, whether they're getting ready to die or have cancer or whatever, like, you know, uh, no worry. There's nothing to fuss about. It's all good. It's all God. And it truly is. And that's what, of course, as you know, many near-death experiences come back and they say, we each are one with the one and part of source. And I remember when I first heard that statement, I was like, oh, my God, that's so profound. That's it in a nutshell. If we can each really get that, we each are one with the one and part of source right now. Not not maybe someday if we believe a certain way or live um, in yep. godly ways. That's the way the universe is set up. Exactly. This is, um, and it's the number one principle of my teaching that I encompass in an approach called the awakened way. You're a beautiful soul here and now who walks in both worlds at once. But Mark, what do you recommend is the best way for listeners to get to know they are that soul here and now? Mm-hmm. Great to question. really know it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer for that because different people are in different places. Uh, yep. So, of course, meditation is high on my list, but some people just don't do well with a seated meditation. So those folks might do better walking in the woods, walking along the beach if they have the chance, getting out in nature some. Uh, but basically what are called center practices and whatever works best for a person, any way to help quiet the mind. Uh, Evan and Alexander and I uh, and Karen Newell had dinner uh, earlier this year, and we were discussing that uh, for both his understanding as a neurosurgeon of mine as a doctor of chiropractic, 95% of what our brain does, our central nervous system, is inhibitory in nature, meaning it filters out incoming sensory input because mm-hmm. Radio shows from China are in the air, and there is a, a whole assortment of colors and visual aspects that our eyes can't perceive. Because if, if we could hear and see everything that's going on, we would be bombarded. We wouldn't be able to function. And so that was adaptive in the time of cave people, uh, but now it limits us. So uh, whatever helps quiet the mind helps us remember, be still and know I am God. I, and that's the point, yeah, know that that voice that's within all of us is the source. We are part of that. That's one of Unity's main messages, isn't it? There's only one presence and one power, and that's it. Yeah. So let's talk about the greater reality. Why don't you share with us some of the most impressive evidence that life does not end when the body dies? Well, first of all, uh, this is a book, Greater Rowdy Living, written by myself and Dr. Gary Schwartz, who's one of my heroes, along with you, Suzanne. Yes, I'm going to state it publicly. Uh, <laughs> Gary is an amazing person, a former Yale and Harvard professor, 20 years now at the University of Arizona, a certifiable genius. He's had two near-death experiences when he was a little child, and one of the epitomes of 
love, caring, intellect, big heart. And so he and I joined forces a few years ago and um, to help him with the soul phone technology, which we can discuss later. But very early into this, we realized, oh, my God, when there is, and there is now, total scientific proof that life does not end when the earthly form does, this is going to create a paradigm shift for people around the world. How can we prepare people for this? So our term for, I mentioned earlier before, that our senses, as amazing as they are, perceive much, much less than 1% of reality. One metaphor is that if all that exists in our world, and that would be light and energy, it's really the most fundamental understanding of reality, but if all the light and energy that exists in our world were the height of the Empire State Building, the portion that the average human can perceive would be the height of a coat of paint. (laughs) You and I must have read the same book, Mark. (laughs) Isn't that a great statistic? It's really mind-boggling. I usually ask people what height do you think it is, and they usually see the part that we perceive of all of the spectrum of of light that's out there, and they usually say, oh, one floor, two floors, but yeah, one one coat of paint. So So for those of you listening, what that means is all the rest of that energy is out there. The information, let's put it that way, information around us that we can access, but our physical senses can only access this tiny little sliver of all that's available. Yeah, so Mark, so we evidence the, that life doesn't end. What is your exactly. evidence? So we adopted the term greater reality to describe the rest of that, 99.99, etc. percent of what exists, it's life, you just could call it God, it's all that is. And the more we glimpse this greater reality, the more then we live accordingly. You know, Oprah says, when you know better, you live better. And so we went with the term greater reality living to invite people to consider how would they live, treat themselves and others, and help make our world a better place when they really knew that they're an infinite being, that their loved ones don't die. They can't lose them. There's nothing to fear. They're one with the one. All this great news that we're sharing. And so that's what's in the book. But you asked about the uh, the best evidence. Uh, we lead with scientific evidence. And the best scientific evidence means this has been gleaned in a laboratory, a scientific laboratory by researchers using double and even triple blind studies published in peer-reviewed journals. So this is strict science. Uh, And there are really only two categories for that. And one you know very well because you are one of the subjects, and that is evidential mediums. Um, Dr. Schwartz uh, researched a number of mediums and found about 30 around the world who have superstar abilities. And ladies and gentlemen who are listening, you've you've got a radio host who is one of those. And so for whatever reason, these people just are off the charts, usually around a 90% accuracy, what's called a hit rate, uh, versus about 23% for control groups. And and every um, methodology was used to ensure there was no trickery, fakery. They had other scientists observe, magicians looking for any sleight of hand, skeptics. No one could find any flaws in this his approach. He would have the the mediums and the subjects in separate rooms, separated by a a drape, um, 
the mediums wouldn't even hear the subject's voice. So it's incredible research, and it's not just done by Dr. Schwartz at the University of Arizona, also at University of Calgary in Scotland, Institute of Noetic Sciences, uh, University of Virginia, and two other schools. And others, for example, University of Pennsylvania and Temple University, did MRI studies of mediums' brains showing that different areas lit up when they were perceiving communicating with those whose physical shells had died. Uh, so that's, that's one that's, category. That's fun that's to take part health. in that kind of research, except it really does gunk up your hair, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't have to worry about that. And the uh, true. Other, Everybody uh, looked at the picture Mark online. He doesn't have a whole lot of hair to gunk up. <laughs> like none? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Mark. Sorry to interrupt you. The uh, other category of scientific evidence is the research that uh, Dr. Schwartz and his team, and this is a team of electrical engineers, optical physicists, software programmers, and evidential research mediums like yourself. He has about 10. He's been doing for the last 10 years at the Laboratory for Advancements in Consciousness and Health at the University of Arizona. So he's done a series of experiments over the last 10 years, culminating now in the first what we call soul phone device. And again, controlled studies, double blind, some of the experiments run when there's no uh, researchers in the, the lab. It's all computer automated and clearly shows. And again, he has a team of um, five scientists he calls devil's advocates. And they have looked at every part of it and can find no flaws in his approach. And uh, we are just getting ready to mention, but looks like you get the scoop, Suzanne. Uh, we're going to mention on Monday or send out an update that the the first device is now functioning, uh, what we call the sole switch, and which will allow us uh, starting next year to provide sessions for people who want to be more sure that their loved one has passed and allow some rudimentary communication and, and deep, meaningful experience. It's beyond exciting. Who would have thought years ago that we'd be able to pick up a little instrument and hold it in our hand and talk to people around the world without wires, and now we have the cell phone. And that's why you're now talking about a soul phone to call, not really call like a telephone yet, but communicate with verifiable answers with loved ones who have crossed the veil. People right now listening might say, that's absolutely crazy, but doesn't your heart just kind of pitter-patter and think, oh my God, what if I could talk to them? And so, well, that's, the, that's the beauty of science. You know, we might think something is crazy, but if we trust scientific method and follow the data, there it is. And when it's replicated and there are no other um, realistic descriptions for or explanations for the data, then a true scientist has to say, all right, this clearly indicates. And, and again, Dr. Schwartz has been working on this in his mind for 40 years. He started his research with mediums 20 years ago and now up to about 11 years on this technology. So we're just fortunate enough to be living in the time when it's coming out and, and what wonderful news, in addition to all the other evidence that exists, what we call clinical uh, near-death experiences, after-death contacts, evidential mediums, et cetera. All right. Well, Mark, we're going to go into a break now. Everybody, this is Dr. Mark Pitstick. I hope you're excited by what he's sharing with us. Come back after the break, and we're going to continue talking more about what Dr. Mark Pitstick calls greater reality living.
Hi, I'm Reverend Linda Martella Witset with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate Today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate. Because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. I'm Rev. Linda Martellowitza with Silent Unity. While the holiday season is a time of joy, it can also be a time of sorrow or loneliness. Silent Unity, our 24-hour affirmative prayer ministry, is here for you. We pray with everyone, including and beyond all faith traditions. Call 816-969-2000, and a prayer associate will answer your call and pray with you, then keep you in continuous prayer for 30 days. Call today or reach us through the YouPray app. Happy Holy Holidays. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. And what is the favorite saying that Sanaya tells us to use anytime something goes wrong? Does anybody remember? 
I can hear you all now in unison. Isn't that interesting? So what's going on is during the break, we had a bunch of static on the line and my guest, Dr. Mark Pitstick, dropped off the line. I can see he they're trying to get in touch with him. So meanwhile, I'm going to just talk for a few minutes and hopefully he'll come back in. Um, Mark and I met through Helping Parents Heal. He's on the board. And if you or anyone you know has a child who has crossed the veil, I cannot recommend highly enough Helping Parents Heal. It's my favorite charity. It's the group I love to support the most because, of course, my stepdaughter Susan crossed the veil. And anybody who has a child on the other side, we call them a shining light parent. Mark is not a shining light parent, but he has so much experience in the field of psychology, grief, suicide prevention, counselor, uh, psychology, I mentioned already, that he writes a daily, a monthly column for the Helping Parents Heal newsletter. And so if you go to helpingparentsheal.org, you can have access to all of the past newsletters, go through it month by month. I find that Mark's column is one of the greatest resources because parents who are grieving and lost and don't know what to do write in questions and he answers them. And he is a straight shooter, let me tell you. He uh, addresses questions from the big picture perspective that we've been sharing on this show. He understands, like I do, that when something happens to us, we can remain mired in the grief or we can rise above it and have the greater perspective of the souls who we are here and now. Your loved ones who have passed know immediately that there are always two aspects to them, that we are souls and we're playing out this story, this role of our human form. But once the body passes, you can't deny it any longer. This body, as Mark and I were talking about earlier, is the filter. It cuts off our awareness to our greater part, the soul, the self with a capital S. So when you go to that newsletter and read Mark's answers, you see that he's coming from that place. And that's why he tells everybody that, you know, those who pass young, for example, one of his favorite statements I've heard him say over and over, he says, don't feel sorry for them. They got to graduate early from earth school. <laughs> and the rest of us get to stick it out for a while. So I love that perspective. Let me ask our engineer, Jeff, what's going on. Any luck in contacting Mark? I don't have a different number for him, only the one I gave him. So hopefully he'll call back in. So meanwhile, I have his book here, Greater Reality Living. And the subtitle is Integrating the Evidence for Eternal Consciousness into Your Daily Life. It's interesting because that is the topic of my retreat that's coming up at Unity in April. We're calling that Holy You. And it's all about celebrating the fact that we are souls and human, both both aspects of us at once. Some people tend to think that you have to die to sprout your angel rings. And I like to tell people that you grow them here. Let me see. Still no guest. If you're wondering what's going on, we had a bunch of static in the line and we dropped Dr. Pitstick. So hopefully he can call back in. He might have just completely lost his signal. So I'm going to look at his book here. And he has a chapter on enjoying the many benefits of greater reality living. I'm going to translate in that into my lingo. And that is enjoying the benefits of knowing you are a soul here and now. 
Now he just popped up on the screen. So Mark, are you back with us? Well, that's good because I've been starting to tell your work for you, sharing with everybody the benefits of greater reality living. Are you ready to just slide right into that discussion? Unless they're, they need to be changed, they're hungry or in pain, they're blissful. They're laughing. They're looking around. I think they're seeing much more of that greater reality than we do. But then, mm-hmm. and it's important for being on earth, but then they go through the enculturation process, indoctrination, really. Your name is Stella. You are three years old. This is the color red. And you can just see them kind of fitting into a package where they're, then they're little earth robots. And again, it's important to, to do the earthly experience uh, in a meaningful way. But it's also better if we can remember the big picture. And so that's one of the many benefits to to knowing the greater reality is, and you said it earlier, you can live with one foot in each world. You yes. can be in this world, but know that you're not solely of this world. And that's been termed in, by, in different ways. You know, shamans talk about having one foot in each world. And so that's when you're free. Um, Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Free meaning no matter what happens, you're okay with it. You know this too shall pass. And you know there's blessings in it. And so, uh, for example, the the way we live, when I say we, my uh, fiancé Andy and I, our default assumption is that the universe is perfect. So when something happens that seems otherwise we say okay it must be in the way we're looking at things and again this is a basic teaching of uh, unity ministers people like eric butterworth say our job is not so much to set things right but to see things more rightly and uh, that is that is assisted when we know all this evidence that uh, about who we are we know more about the greater reality living so then Again, whatever happens, illness, aging, I hit 65 this year. And I remember when I was young, I would look at, because I have worked in hospitals when I was 19, and I would see older people, and they had those brown spots on their hands, and I <laughs> remember pitying them, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I hope I never have those. Well, this year, the first couple <laughs> popped up. I swear to God, they weren't there. I went to bed. The next day, they were there. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> but you can... Uh, you can go through it with a laugh, like, okay, you know it really doesn't matter because the, the body, wonderful as it is, is pretty much like a, a coat that you wore for 30 or 40 or more years. And then at some point, you take the coat off, you no longer need it, you've outgrown it, and then you continue on. Truly, that is all that really happens. And, you know, Mark, I I have met Andy several times, and she is like a walking angel. And the two of you together absolutely exude peace. And so you two walk the talk. You live a life with no fear. And so we're talking, everybody, about the benefits of greater reality living, which is the title of Dr. Mark Pittstick's book, and greaterrealityliving.com is his website. Wouldn't you like to live a life of peace and not fear? This is possible when you come to know who you truly are. So how about some other benefits, Mark? Well, you just kind of alluded to one. When the more you realize who you are and as you awaken, then you seek out others in the same way. And 
there's probably not a day that goes by I don't recommend it because I get, you know, like you, emails from people all around the world, and it's like there's no one I can talk to about these things, and I feel so alone. I say, join a unity center. You know, there's all these open-hearted, open-minded people, and there's also service opportunities, and we need kindred spirits. You know, because you can seem uh, can seem very lonely and scary in this world, and that's why it's important to have like-minded people around you. But not only people you go to uh, a spiritual religious service with, but also your relationships. We have what's called our inner core, and probably about 60 people who are close, close friends. We can talk about anything, totally be ourself, and that's important to have, and that's partly the kind of people you'll meet at a place like Unity, but then also the primary relationships. You know, when we aren't comfortable with who we are, we're walking around with all these fears, it's difficult to be authentic. You know, the brain is running the show, and it's thinking, what should I say? How should I act so they'll like me and not see through the veneer that really inside I feel uncomfortable and unworthy and, you know, may go to hell, who knows. Uh, But when you are past all that, or even some of that, that's when you acknowledge your inner beauty, and like attracts like, you will attract um, relationships, primary relationships more like that. So the the benefits just go on and on. You know, people like Louise Hayes of... uh, long ago established the link between mind and body. So when your mind is more clear, when you love yourself, you don't get ill as much. Or when you do, you snap back from it quickly. There's just a few more. Beautiful. Now, I'm looking at the list in your book, Greater Reality Living, and the the third benefit you have listed here is realizing you can have relationships now with dear ones who have passed on. Now, a lot of mediums teach you can communicate with your loved ones who have passed. I like how you use the word relationships. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk some more about that? Well, again, when we know that we're eternal beings, uh, we're more open to change. So I like to say to people, life is never ending, but sometimes changing. And if we can get over that second part, sometimes changing, then we're free. Uh, so when my dad passed 11 and a half years ago, one of my closest friends and just dear, dear guy, and, and still is, I have dream ADCs after death contacts with him probably once a week. And I wake up and I'm like, well, dad and I visited last night. You know, I know it's more than imaginary. And so part of it is being open to a new way. Um, when we want things the way we are when we're attached, well, I can't hug him anymore. You know, I can't hear his voice like you can hear my voice now. Okay, so if you have to have things the way they used to be, then you're going to suffer. You know, Buddha did a good job teaching about this. It's okay to have desires. You just don't want excessive desires. It has to be that way. You can have preferences. And so when uh, a loved one passes, you can choose to focus on joy for them because they're experiencing such a wonderful life. One of my colleagues, Ken Ring, University of Arizona, uh, University of Connecticut, has worked with more uh, near-death experiences than anybody on the planet. He said, collectively, they say this. Here's what it feels like, especially if you're older and infirm. Um, Imagine your 100 best days on Earth, your happiest, healthiest, most energetic. 
Now multiply that by a million. Well, that's how good it feels when you drop your body and you enter the light and you remember the big picture. You remember you're part of that light. You're part of God. That's your home. Well, so when a loved one passes, instead of having sadness and missing them so much, you can choose to, it's a moment-to-moment choice in the beginning, focus on you're happy for them. You know they're experiencing such a wonderful life. You can focus on gratitude for all the great times you had together, and then anticipation for your continued relationship, both now and in the the hereafter. And yes, it's different. Uh, and ways that people can visit or have a relationship with their, quote, departed loved ones now, because they're really not departed. Uh, right in our here. movie, uh, Soul Proof, we had a uh, spiritualist minister. He said, you know, it's kind of funny. I'll go to funerals, and everybody's surrounding the casket and crying and talking about how much they're going to miss the person. He said, now I'm standing there talking to him. So mm-hmm. that's, the more we get that, uh, so one is, of course, go to evidential mediums like yourself. The trouble is the really, really good ones are very busy uh, and sometimes costly. So that's why it's exciting to have this emerging technology so that eventually people will be able to the eventual goal is to, for people to have an app on their phones so they'll be able to talk with and eventually see like uh, FaceTime and Skype and Zoom. Um, but then before then, there are also other approaches which I developed, one called Facilitated After-Death Contact Session. I'll be doing this with the Helping Parents Heal online group a week next week. Uh, and so this uses deep relaxation and visual imagery. Actually, not visual imagery, just deep relaxation. Again, so that filter in the brain we talked about relaxes just a little bit, and you begin to sense what is always around you. And parents have described uh, their children, for example, stroking their hair, sitting on their lap, holding their hand. Uh, the most amazing uh, event we had was a, a woman named Elaine at the Tampa Group. And halfway through this experience, uh, her son, her only child, had passed a year before. And about halfway through the experience, one side of her mouth started raising up, and then the other side, and then both, while her entire face was totally relaxed. And I thought, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, because if you try it in front of the mirror, it's pretty much impossible to be totally relaxed, but just one side of your mouth raise up in a smile. And afterwards, she said, my son came in immediately. We had a wonderful visit. And about halfway through, he started teaching me how to smile again. Oh, man. That's great. So that's what's possible, again, when a person opens to a new moment and a different, although extremely meaningful, relationship. Now, Mark, one of the biggest things, the most frequent things that I hear from people trying to have their own after-death communication is, but how do I know I'm not just making it up? What do you say to that? Well, first of all, it's a very common reaction. I was uh, blessed to uh, spend a week with Brian Weiss trying to do past life regressions. And even people who have <clears throat> a what is later consider, uh, found to be a valid past life regression, and that is they went back to the country and the time and found the records and all that the person in the here and now could never know, even those people have a sense that could be my imagination, could be making it up. So that's what we call monkey mind. That's that judging mind that just always has to put in its two cents worth. So what I tell people is maybe it is in the beginning, uh, but the, it's like anything else. The more you do it, 
the better you get at. So in the beginning, just suspend judgment. Say, okay, you know, just how about brain, if you just be quiet for a little bit, and then you can analyze later if you want. So it's okay to have that, and it's fairly common, even in the face of authentic experiences. Now, I know you led an after-death communication, facilitated ADC at the workshop that we facilitated together, and you had CDs at that time. Do you still have the the guided after-death communication recordings available on your website? Sure do, yeah, in CD and, and audio program. And also, uh, you know, I should mention the uh, the holistic breathing technique uh, because that's another way to uh, – what we found is that <clears throat> when a person has stuck energy, and Carolyn Mays did a wonderful job introducing us to people decades ago, when we have stuck energy, old wounds, deep pain, and so on, that can keep us from experiencing what's right in front of our face. And so one of the ways, as you know, is this deep uh, diaphragmatic, open mouth, noisy breathing, and doing that for 40 minutes twice a week and then less and less often helps release a lot of that. You cry, you yell, you get rid of the anger and the bitterness and the guilt and all that that, again, clouds our perception, and then people are more clear and able to perceive their loved ones right there around them in different ways. I did that guided deep breathing exercise of yours, Mark. I remember doing it on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, or it was just prior to our workshop together, so I could experience that myself. And I was right here where I'm recording this today. And uh, I was very happy that I was alone in the house because you're right, it is cathartic. All of a sudden, crying, releasing stuff, and then there's my dad just dropping in. So I hope that those of you listening find this exciting, that you, you may not know what's blocking you, but Mark has these wonderful tools to help you release those blocks and make the connection with your loved ones more clear. Yeah, again, that's a holistic breathing technique. Uh, I have probably used, I've been using it for 20 years, and I've probably used it 500 times myself personally. I consider it to be one of my top five uh, healthy diet and exercise, meditation, and yoga. Uh, one time I was doing this, uh, I was on the road in between workshops, and so I'm doing the breathing, and all of a sudden I heard a child crying, really wailing, and I thought, wow, the people next door must have a little baby. That baby is really upset. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, my God, that's coming. That noise is coming out of me. And then I could smell smoke, uh, cigarette smoke. And I asked my mom when I talked to her, and she said, yeah, your dad and I smoked around you when you were a little baby, and you cried a lot. And so there I was releasing that instead of holding that in, one more level of interference from me glimpsing more of this beautiful, rich, wonderful world we live in. Fantastic. I love when we're able to give listeners practical tools. What are some other than benefits of greater reality living? And if you're just joining us, that term means living in the awareness that you are a soul and a human being right here, right now, and integrating that awareness into your everyday life. Benefits, Mark? Yeah, uh, you have the list in front of you. Won't you pick one you'd like to know more about? Okay, trusting your inner wisdom and firsthand experiences. Yes, that's such a big one. Over the years, I've had so many elders say to me, you know, the things you're teaching about, I thought that when I was a little child. But then our church, our minister said differently, so I thought I must have been confused. 
So yes, trust that inner voice. There's a beautiful statement. I think it's, uh, I can't remember the author, but he said, nothing can really be true that offends the sensibilities of a child. And so I encourage people to trust their inner voice. That's, of course, when we're on the path and our goal, our intention is to serve others. You know, I couldn't say that to someone who's a a drug-ridden, you know, serial killer. But for the vast majority of people who want peace and joy and so on, trust your inner voice, your inner wisdom, and follow that. you know how else? It's kind of like the uh, the game uh, button button. Who's got the button? You know, saying you're getting warmer, you're getting colder. How else could we know when we're on that path that we and Creator have set forth, except by joy, by enthusiasm, by feeling good? Beautiful. I love this one here. That's really worth saying. You're so, you really you you live these benefits, Mark. So share with us the benefit of loving and making yourself a priority. Loving yourself and making yourself a priority. Yeah, so important. The uh, low self-esteem is almost pandemic in people. I got my, had my clinical psych training. Uh, we found that multiple surveys have shown that across the board, I don't care if you're a doctor or a nurse or a, a patient, a psychiatric or hospital patient, Low self-esteem, feeling like I'm you know, I'm no good is so common, and and we get taught that some and some by religions that aren't as advanced and enlightened as unity, you know, even have concepts like original sin because Adam's sin, we all are born in the sin. I'm like, give me that's a freaking break! Who who made that up? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why it's so important to love ourselves. And um, Bernie Siegel had a great idea for this. He said, put a picture of yourself when you were a baby up in different places where you'll see it often. You know how we all just gravitate toward a little puppy or a kitten or a little child. And they're like, oh, we give them so much love. But then we are so diff- uh, critical toward ourselves. Well, put up, put up baby pictures of yourself to remind yourself that you're a child of God. You're a beloved, integral part of the universe. And that you deserve to be loved and to be treated well. And the more we do that. That's so funny, Mark, because I have my own baby picture up here. It's been in my study forever, and I never thought about that. That's why it's there. I was just putting there because I just felt guided to. But you're right. Be as the child, right? It's a great reminder. And then the more we love ourselves, again, when you know better, you do better. Then we realize we deserve. yeah, Yeah, I'm all about serving others, but we can actually serve others more when we take care of ourselves first, and this isn't sexist, but it it's a lot to do with um, women don't do very well with this. You know, so many women are brought up, you mother, you give, 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 but don't take back for yourself. And then that can result in a number of, quote, mental and physical symptoms. So, yeah, take time, take energy, spend some money to fine-tune your own temple. You enjoy, you deserve to feel happy and vital and then that's when you'll be the greatest force for good in the world. I just love the way you talk. I wish we could talk for hours. I know that everybody listening is just uplifted by your your guidance, your the wisdom that you've gleaned through working with so many people and through your own meditative introspective practices. With just a minute and a half to go, I'll ask you the question that, that I always love when people ask in interviews. 
what's the final piece of advice or guidance you want to leave everybody with? Okay, I'm hearing big time noise now, but I'll just talk as if listeners can hear me. Uh, the biggest thing I would leave you with a minute left is just know that it's been proven without doubt, scientific clinical evidence, that you're a forever being, that death is not the end of life, and all the other wonderful benefits that go with it that we've been talking about. And let that really settle in, whatever that takes, if we spell this out. By the way, I have lots of free articles on my website, soulproof.com, lots of free radio shows, newsletters. So there's a lot of resources out there that can help you really realize this and then live accordingly, let it affect your life. So you can enjoy heaven. Heaven is a state of mind, an awareness of your closeness to Creator. And so you don't have to wait till you die to experience heaven. You can do that right now, every day. All right. I'm going to thank you so much, Mark. I'm sorry to everybody about that static. I don't know what that's all about, but it's just been a joy hearing you and, and you sharing your greater reality living with us. Everybody, thank Dr. Mark Pistick. Visit his website, soulproof.com, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.